we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder, and thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. It's almost Bassmaster Classic time. Can you believe it? Seems like we just got together in Fort Worth just a few months ago and had a classic. Hank Cherry won his second in a row. Can he make it three? <laughs> it all kicks off in three weeks. We're three weeks away from the Bassmaster Classic on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. And Dave Mercer, he's kind of the voice of Bassmaster on stage. You see Dave at all the weigh-ins, bouncing around on stage. He's the MC. He knows the ins and the outs and the what-ups of the Bassmaster Classic, and we're going to talk to him about it a little bit later on today. Front Door to the Camp House is brought to you by a product called Calming Care that a lot of people have had a lot of success with with their dogs. Calming Care, gently, not a drug, very gently and naturally over time, settles the overactive dog, the one that barks too much or jumps all over you. Give it a try if that's your dog. Calming Care. (laughs) I try to ride my bicycle every morning uh, for about half an hour or so just to kind of loosen up, limber up, Burn off that coconut pie. (laughs) And a few days ago, as I sickled down the street, there was a batch of robins that flew in front of me singing their song. Spring is right around the corner. Another sure sign of that is they're fishing again. The Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour has been down on Lake Darbone, Louisiana all week long. And the Bassmaster Elites are back in action this weekend as well. They're on the St. John's River in Florida. That's where Dave Mercer is located and where we'll catch up with him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line a little bit later on today. 94 Bassmaster anglers started the tournament. One will stand at the end. The end is tomorrow. If you'd like to enjoy a takeoff, how about that Palatka City Dock? 7.30 a.m. each day. And the weigh-ins at the Palatka Riverfront Park at 3.30 each afternoon. The St. John's River has been historically a grass lake, eelgrass, and those big bass just loved it. And so did guys like Rick Clun and other, other anglers that have gone in there and just waylaid them in the past. But Hurricane Matthew in 2016 and Irma in 2017 decimated the river grass forced those bass to seek other habitat options, and that is where the elites are finding them this weekend. We'll crown a champion tomorrow afternoon. By the way, Bass announced their 2023 Bassmaster Classic location last week. It was home to one of the most successful and well-received classics of all time when native Knoxville, Tennessee resident Ott Defoe won the giant trophy and the giant check as well. Knoxville, Tennessee, the Tennessee River, will host the 2023 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook, March 24, 25, and 26 in Knoxville. Daily weigh-ins will be at the Thompson Bowling Arena, University of Tennessee campus, and the annual Bassmaster Classic Expo, Outdoors Expo, will be at the Knoxville Convention Center and the adjacent World's Fair Exhibition Hall. And as long as we're on that Bassmaster topic, how about Garrett Morgan of Conway, Arkansas? He tallied a two-day total. Now, get this. When you kayak fish, tournament fish with kayaks, you measure inches, not pounds. 
Garrett tallied a two-day total on Lake Fork, Texas of 201.75 inches to win the Yamaha Wrightwaters Bassmaster Kayak Series powered by Tourney X at Lake Fork. $7,500 first place kayak money. Listen to this. These are Lake Fork lunkers I'm talking about here. On day one, Garrett Morgan caught fish that were 22, 21.75, 20, 19.5, and 19 and a quarter inches. Those are all giant quality fish. On Sunday, he came back and did it again. Even better. 21 and a half, 20.75, 20, 18 and a half, and 18 and a half. Congratulations, Garrett Morgan of Conway, Arkansas. He got the Bassmaster Kayak season kicked off and rolling in grand fashion on Lake Fork. You can get calming care from Chewy.com. Your vet has it as well. Calming care settles the overactive dog, the one that tears up the furniture and the carpet during a thunderstorm. Yep, it helps to settle that. Calming care brings you this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. My friend David Rayner is an outdoor writer down in Mobile, Alabama. He lives just north of Mobile. Yep, he feels the brunt of all those big gulf storms that come in. He writes for the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, and this past week he was writing about an eight-point surprise. Hunters in Sumter County, Alabama. Matt Kelly and his buddies, they were celebrating the harvest of an eight-point buck by one of their group members. A beautiful deer. And then a big surprise when they hoisted that whitetail up on the skinning rack. He was a she. No visible male reproductive organs on this whitetail deer. Only female. And I mentioned that the tarsal glands weren't black. Somebody else mentioned how skinny the neck was. This deer hadn't even been rutting. Then the guy who shot it was starting to skin it and said, Hey boys, this is a doe. How does that happen? I had a conversation with our big game guy, Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail, about this very topic a few years ago, and we're going to revisit that conversation a little later on today. If you'd like to see a picture of this eight-point doe, we've got it at kinderoutdoors.com. Folks, this is Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. You know, boys, I had to go all the way to New Zealand to shoot that stag. I wish you'd quit hanging your hats on him. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle, and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. 
OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell you your very own island as I'm a realtor too. So we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody at RainyLake.com. See you here. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. people and our right to bear arms and our right to free speech gather here this is kinder outdoors and i'm billy kinder god bless our police officers game wardens constables deputies highway patrolmen and women and our u.s military wherever you might be around the globe catching this show today god bless you we pray for you regularly we fully support you and we don't believe the lies thank you so much for what you do each and every day. 
Let's jump on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now and go to the St. Johns River, Florida, and talk to my old friend Dave Mercer with Bassmaster. Welcome back, Dave. Great to be back. I mean, it must be it must be season. It's time to get back <laughs> to things when I'm talking to you. The springtime is coming, and, and that means you hit the road and don't go back home for about nine months. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. I just leave and don't come back until the weather's good. <laughs> and that's a good thing, too, because we love what we do for a living. And, and Dave Mercer on that uh, classic, that elite stage and classic stage, hey, those events wouldn't be the same without you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you always. And I've got Bassmaster Classic on my mind. Can you believe it's right around the corner already? It, it, it's amazing to me. Like, it literally it, – it, Sneaks up on me every year, and you know, because you get so focused, we're also kicking off the elite series season, and you get so focused on that, and then you're like, wait a second, we got those two elite events, and then a week later, we have the Bassmaster <laughs> Classic. But I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. The Classic is, uh, as I always say, there's only one Bassmaster Classic, and it is such an incredible event. And every single moment I get to spend on that stage is an honor, an absolute honor. I love the way, and you've always done this, it's never about Dave Mercer. It is always about the angler. You make them shine. You manifest them and do a really good job at that. I think, you know, honestly, my theory on being an MC is, yeah, sure, I'll run around and try to get the crowd hyped up and get them yelling and screaming and doing all that sort of stuff. But it's a lot like a writer, really. You know, if you look at a good writer, the story's not about themselves. They try to paint the picture of the person that's in the story. And I try to do that myself. Anglers never get a clean shot of just them on stage holding the fish. So I always try to be out of the shot. It's their moment. And and it is the things that these anglers have to sacrifice to get where they are. It is such a hard way to make a living, and I have so much respect for them. So I really do try to make it about the anglers. Um, but But when you're a portly, bald guy like me, sometimes I get get in the way, I guess. <laughs> uh, you love what you're doing, and that's very, very obvious. Let's talk about this classic a little bit. And first of all, we're going to talk about this body of water, Lake Hartwell. Um, <clears throat> it's different from what a lot of these guys see uh, a lot of the year because they're not chasing shad in Hartwell. It's a whole different ball game. They're chasing herring. Yeah, it's a lot different, but it's also – We've been there a bunch of times, so people have experience, but it's also the first time that the entire field is going to go there with forward-facing sonar. It's going to be really interesting to see how that changes things because we've seen a lot of locals do really well at Hartwell, and I would expect that again. You know, they'll be in the mix. But I think what that does, that forward-facing sonar, it literally has taken a lot of the learning curve out of it. You know, where locals had that advantage of the little haunts that they would only know to themselves, now everything is apparent to everybody. And, I mean, you look at the anglers going in there. I mean, the big story, obviously, is Hank Cherry. He's won two in a row. Can he be (laughs) the only angler ever to win three in a row? And, honestly, if you look at where he won the first two, and you had said three years ago, here's our three classics, which one do you think you have the best shot at, Hank? It would be this one. So, um, I mean, that that's going to be a big story. Uh, Brandon Cobb, he, he does incredibly well there. So it's, it's going to be a, a fun classic, I think, um, in that way, just because I think it'll be a little bit different with that forward-facing sonar. And, and it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It always sets up different. When you think you've got a lake figured out, 
it reminds you that you don't know much about it. I mean, this is like playing golf, except the ball keeps moving, and, and so does the hole. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, lots of targets at Hartwell. Uh, if, if you like boathouses, there's about 7 million of them uh, around the lake. If you like to fish offshore, there's humps, there's there's timber. There's It's an incredible body of water. Lots of targets. Uh, but but the, the bait fish... These herring, they like to move, don't they, Dave? They travel? Yeah. It, it Basically, what herring does when you put them in a lake is it takes bass, which we are all used to being kind of target-orientated fish. You know, you can fish around boat docks and stuff like that, and it turns them into a pelagic fish. So it almost turns them into a walleye or a salmon or something like that. They literally just chase the bait. So the problem is if you have a spot, you can go back to that spot and catch them over and over again. But it isn't a spot. They're chasing the bait. And obviously the bait, you know, it's moving to get away from them. And and literally it's one of those fisheries that you hear stories time and time again where somebody saw, you know, they had no fish at 1 o'clock. And then they saw fish busting out. They ran to those fish and literally win the tournament because <laughs> it feasts or famine. But that same person, your day one leader that rolls into an area and does that so quick because they're eating on herring, they have a harder time duplicating it on day two. You know, I remember having conversations with Casey Ashley about that body of water that he knows so well, and he said that's the most frustrating thing because it, it's it's not you, you. They try to turn everything into a science, and there is no science to that. It is literally random. Um, but you have to, you know, obviously. They turn the odds in their favor by knowing what goes on, but there is a lot of it that the herring is in control of and not the angler this time around. So you will see feast and famine at this classic. You'll see some leaders that fall off, and you'll see some giant charges because these anglers will live and die by that herring bite. Or the question becomes, will it be somebody shallower that targets on maybe a little smaller bag, but a more consistent weight. And that all has to do with weather, really, and how the fish set up. So the next uh, the next 30 days are really the most important to see how it sets up and uh, see who figures out that prize. Uh, there are some, uh, some rookies. Uh, there's always a rookie class, a first-time class uh, at a Bassmaster Classic. And one thing I've learned, Dave, about the Classic is it doesn't matter if that rookie is 20 years old or 50 years old, they can't breathe. The nerves are a big deal at a classic. I, I actually recently did an interview with Jason Christie, who everybody knows Jason Christie. And I, I introduced him as one of the most feared names in professional fishing because he literally is. I mean, if you're a tournament angler, you don't want to see that guy roll up in the morning. But he talked to me about that, and he's like, you know, everybody says it. You know, they say the classic's different. The classic's different. And he said, when I went to my first classic, I heard that. And just like everybody going to the first classic, I said the things in the press conferences, like, it's just a tournament. It's me and the fish. And he says, but then you get there, and you're like, this is the Bassmaster Classic. It is so different. There's no event where you're going to have that much pressure from media, that much pressure from family, that much pressure. You're going to find – you leave the Bassmaster Classic – and you're going to have friends from grade eight that you haven't talked to since grade eight that are going to be calling you. Uh, that's the kind of media attention that it gets, and it's that pressure. And also the thing that nobody talks about, Billy, is it's the pressure of rarity. That's what makes it so tough to win. Like, 
it's a three-day event as opposed to a four-day event that we have at Elite Series events. So in some ways, you might say it should be easier to win the Classic. But here's the big difference. It only happens once a year, and only the top 55 anglers in the world qualify for it, so you're probably not going to be in every single one of them. So your shots at it are so rare. And uh, even a veteran angler like Jason Christie, you know, he was taken back by it. And, and, the, and the rookies this year... They'll be taken back by it, too. It's just pretty routine that, I mean, I'm sure people go to, you know, I'm sure Joe Burrow figures that it's just a football game. <laughs> but when he gets that Super Bowl, he'll realize it's a little different. Or maybe Joe won't. He's kind of a cool cat. <laughs> Dave, hold it right there. We've got to get a fresh cup of coffee, and then we'll be back and visit a little bit more. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Florida Flora, America's number one canine probiotic from the trusted name Purina. Hey everybody, it's Dave Mercer with Bassmaster. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I am sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection, too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. 
We are a one-stop shop on your way to the rancher lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader. Deer blinds, feed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of Bay 20, just west of Weatherford. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. You don't have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors. And this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by my friends Joe and Dan Kirchival at beautiful Joshua Creek Ranch in Bernie, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. It's world-class bird hunting, guys. There have been a lot of really experienced bird hunters that have paid a visit to Joshua Creek Ranch like this guy, Jim. He came away from Joshua Creek saying, quote, From the moment we arrived, the entire experience exceeded our expectations, friendly staff, beautiful scenery, five-star lodging. All this before we even got to explore the top-notch hunting. Knowledgeable guides, well-trained dogs, beautiful birds galore. That's Joshua Creek Ranch. Better book your hunt. They're running out of time. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. Hey, if you have never experienced the spectacle of a Bassmaster Classic in person, I would urge you to take a vacation day or two and get to Greenville, South Carolina, right there on the the Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia border uh, for Lake Hartwell and the Bassmaster Classic. Coming up, 
the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook, March 4, 5, and 6. It is something to see, and you got to have more than a day. You need to take in a couple of weigh-ins, the championship weigh-in on Sunday, if you can at all swing that. Uh, you'll you'll want to spend an entire day at the Expo, catch a takeoff in the morning. It's a lot of fun. My friend Dave Mercer will be back up on that stage as usual. He's down in Florida this weekend, uh, kicking off the Elite Series, Bassmaster Elites, uh, for 2022 on the St. John's River. And I've got him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now. Uh, Dave, I'm going to have you back a little later in the show to talk about your television show, Facts of Fishing, which I love. But right now, I want you to fill us in. If we cannot be at Lake Hartwell in person, March 4, 5, and 6 for that Bassmaster Classic, plenty of opportunities for us to still get our eyes on it, right? That's right. I mean, it'll be live. We'll be live on Bassmaster.com, and we'll be also live on, on Network Fox and FS1. Uh, so you'll be able to, I mean, literally every single year, it seems like I'm repeating myself, but it's the same. This is going to be the most seen classic in Bassmaster Classic history, just because of how much more coverage has happened. You know, if you look at Bass Live started, I think, what, five, six years ago now, and now it's literally, I mean, we put cameras with them in the morning before they launch the boat. We have cameras with them on their whole drive back to the arena they do not get any downtime, and and the bass fishing fans seem to love it. So whether you're you're there in person or you're watching uh, at home, it'll be a fun one. No one's ever won three classics in a row back to back to back, and Hank Cherry has an opportunity to do that in his native neck of the woods. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, a lot of people are going to have both eyes on that, including me. Hey, we read a story to you earlier uh, this hour about. Matt Kelly and his hunting companions shooting a beautiful eight-point, what they thought was an eight-point buck, but when they hung that deer up on the rack to skin it, they realized that it was a doe, an antlered doe. It was a story written by David Rayner with the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, and hey, that's quite a shock when you hang that big buck up and turns out that it's an antlered doe. Most of us will never see that in our lives, but it does happen from time to time. And I had a conversation with my friend, wildlife biologist, and all-around good old boy, Larry Wysoon, a few years back, about antlered does. I'll be very frank with you. Most of the time, and I've had the opportunity to look at a lot of them with my background as a biologist, but also dealing with the Department of Veterinary Pathology many years ago and uh, with Texas A&M University and Wildlife Disease Project, we looked at lots of antlered does. Generally, they're not in antlered, they're not hardened antlers. They're in, in velvet. The antler cycle is determined by testosterone. And what we found in most instances, even though a lot of the does, that, and there are not many that will produce antlers, but a lot of those quote-unquote does, when we really start dissecting them and taking apart, we found testicles somewhere within their body. Because those antlers will not grow unless there's a certain amount of testosterone. The, the antler cycle is determined by testosterone. As the, ant, as the antlers start growing, actually is what's causing it. Let's say we're in January or February and the antlers fall off. What had happened is that buck has had a lot of high-level testosterone. It drops way off. That's when that abscission line forms. The antler falls off. Almost
almost immediately starts growing back. Well, testosterone is crawling in content and percentage of that and whatever in that body very, very, very slowly all the way through antler cycle. When those antlers are totally grown, there's a little peak of it. The velvet, it constricts the blood vessels. The velvet comes off. stays very, very high during the time that it bucks in the breeding season. As that daylight changes, as we're visiting about with, with antler development and all that kind of thing, it drops, the testosterone drops a whole lot. The antlers come off. So for that doe to produce, either through one of her other glands or so that she's got, or maybe through the pituitary, it's causing that animal to produce some testosterone to produce those antlers. But again, almost every, and I've looked probably at about 20, 25 of them over the years that were had all outward signs of, of a doe. And yet when you take them apart inside, you find testicles inside the body. My goodness. So needless to say, these are going to be the monks of the deer family. They're never going to produce any uh, any offspring. No, they're probably won't produce any offspring at all. I mean, because it, 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 it's a... Uh, uh, a hormone, in, hormone imbalance is what it amounts to. How prevalent is that, I guess, more in different areas? It, it could be more in different areas. You know, we see velvet horned deer that, that never shed their velvet frequently a lot of places, and sometimes because those animals were castrated or something caused those testicles to atrophy quite a bit. And uh, there are certain areas also, uh, years ago, they used to have a lot of velvet horns in the central part of, of Texas and around Mason and Menard in the central granite area. There we found that it was a nitrogen poisoning more than anything else. There were certain plants under certain conditions at the right time in rainfall, very, very high in nitrogen. Nitrogen causes the constriction of the, the uh, capillaries within the body, and that had a lot to do with producing the velvet horns that we used to see years and years ago. And, and of course, they generally do not, the males do not breed then either. How would you tag that deer, Larry? <laughs> yeah, I think in most instances it says an antler deer. So you'd have yeah. to, even though it's a doe, you'd have to use your buck tag on it. Yep. And you're correct. He told her you need to use a buck tag on that deer because he had uh, had antlers. Interesting stuff. And uh, man, you, you can spend every day of your life in God's great outdoors, and there's something new to learn every day. You know what? That's the, one of the great fascinations I have with life is being able to get outdoors because you do. You have if you keep your eyes open and an open mind. You're you're going to learn something every time you go out. Y'all don't miss the show next week when I'm going to get Larry to describe to us how he rode that Boone and Crockett buck to death one day. <laughs> that was quite a ride, I'll tell you. you got you got a week to come up with something good, brother. Okay, thank you. <laughs> We're so fortunate to be able to tap into the knowledge and expertise of that guy, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon. He has a very successful podcast, writes a lot, does a lot of things. Learn more about Larry when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Book a trip to Joshua Creek Ranch in the beautiful Texas Hill Country and enjoy the best wing shooting in Texas. If you and your dog suffered through another West Texas quail season with very few birds, reward yourself and your dogs. Yes, you can bring your dogs to Joshua Creek Ranch. You're going to see a lot of birds. You're going to stay five-star. You're going to eat the best, and you're going to come away from there smiling. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com about Joshua Creek Ranch. Well, hey, we're going to make a little run to the coffee pot, but real quickly before we go, get your Big Chief tablet and number two pencil out because our camphouse cook, Master Chef John Bonnell, has got a good idea for that pronghorn in your freezer. Well, if you get a little pronghorn and it's already got some sage flavor to it from eating sagebrush, one of the, the easiest things you can do, and it's quick too, is to, to dice it into real small little cubes. You know, nice, nice little medium diced cubes, 
Soak it for at least an hour in a mixture of red wine and Worcestershire sauce. Salt it a little bit. Then dry those cubes off. Saute them very quickly in a hot pan. you got the perfect, uh, perfect makings for the base of a quesadilla. Dang, that sounds good. Learn more about John Bonnell and his line of great restaurants, and I do mean great, when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add-a-hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, 
there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kender Outdoors. Listen to that. Isn't that cool? That's what your mornings sound like at Caddo Lake on the Texas-Louisiana border, the only natural lake in the entire state of Texas. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a spot in that lake any deeper than about seven foot. What you will find is gators and Spanish moss, great people, and big old fillet-sized red ear brim, perfect for the frying pan. <laughs> That's what your mornings sound like when you wake up at Caddo Lake State Park under that beautiful canopy of trees right there on the banks of the Red River as it flows into beautiful Caddo Lake. My friend Dave Mercer rejoins me now from the St. John's River down in Florida. That's where the Bassmaster Elites are kicking off the 2022 season. And, hey, I really appreciate you taking a little time for me this morning, Dave. Uh, by the way, you can catch Dave on stage at the 2022 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. It's coming up March 4, 5, and 6, Lake Hartwell, Greenville, South Carolina. You can also catch Dave every Saturday and throughout the week on Facts of Fishing TV, uh, which is, golly, a long-running and very informative fishing show. You can learn a lot when you watch Dave. How long have you been doing Facts now, Dave? Facts of Fishing is a half-hour show. This is our 15th season, um, and we did it for, wow. uh, I think, another 12 years before that just as a tip series, and then it kind of evolved into the half-hour show, so been doing it a while um but i'm pretty excited about this season just because uh like so many people and i'll be honest i could sugarcoat it and make it up to a bunch of stuff but because of all the crazy you know border rules and quarantine that you know i've had to deal with going back and forth we didn't get enough shows shot um so most people would think that's a negative that's no way to promote a show but here's the coolest thing and that's actually what we're working on today we're literally going to have a couple of episodes this year that are all underwater because, you know, I, it's, it's a passion of mine for, for the last number of years to swim with fish, like literally get down there and learn from them. And there's so many things that I've learned that I thought were one way, but it, but it turned out to be the other way when you actually go below the water. So we're literally going to have our last three episodes of the year are going to be all underwater. It sounds crazy. But I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very cool because we're going to reveal a lot of things. Like, for example, 
one of the things that I've told people to do, you've probably told people to do, and every pro out there tells people to do, people love fishing a frog, right? And, you, yep. you know, you think about running that frog, whether you're fishing over swamp, whether you're fishing over lily pads, whatever you're fishing over, and you're fishing that, that frog, and we always tell you when you get to the hole in the pocket or whatever, just kill it there. In my experience, from looking at them underwater, that's the exact opposite of you want to do. You, you know, on this show, we'll show actual footage of not just, artificial frogs, but live frogs where you see these frogs and a live frog can literally stop moving and you will see a fish from underwater coming, charging at that frog. And as soon as it stops, the fish loses interest. It starts to sink back down. But the second that that frog goes pump and moves again, it'll nail it. So all those years I've been telling people to kill your frog and it works sometimes, but in my experience from going under the water, it's the exact opposite. They want that movement. Uh, so there's all sorts of little things like that that we're going to expose and, uh, and really neat, you know, approaches to things. And it's honestly might make me look like a liar because a lot of it, you know, is the opposite of what I've told people to do. But that's, <laughs> that's the sport of fishing because you're always learning and these are just little lessons. So we're going to have three underwater facts of fishing episodes, facts of fishing underwater. That is hope very cool. Hope it doesn't sink our show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is very cool, and that's the one thing that sets facts apart from all these other fishing shows. There's some great stuff out there that I enjoy watching, but facts has a different angle. We're going to bring you some facts. We're going to tell you how many times we threw this particular lure today. We're going to tell you how we worked it. You're going to learn something when you watch Dave Mercer and uh, Facts of Fishing. And surely there's a website we can go see, right? Yeah, you can go to factsoffishing.com, and, you know, we've got a YouTube channel that is exploding, and we put up content literally almost daily, um, so please check that out. But it, it uh, Facts of Fishing has always had one goal, Billy. It, you know, our show, there's so many great outdoor shows, but, but we've always, I've always thought about it from the angle of people like myself and you and a lot of listeners to this show, we're the lucky ones. We we get this sport. We understand that somebody introduced us to it, and we love it. And we all know that there's so much more to the outdoors and loving the outdoors than setting the hook or, or netting a fish, catching a fish. There's so much. It's the sound, the feel, and it's always been our goal to try and show as much of that, all those other elements, whether it be from above the water or below the water, as many of those elements so people, when they watch it, if they're not outdoors people, they get a bit of that specialness that we all understand, and, and hopefully they go out and do it. Exactly, because all it takes, you were talking about that frog, all it takes is one five-pounder on a frog, and you quit your job, you uh, forget to eat meals, all you want to do is fish, and you're hooked for life. So, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Dave, here in the uh, lower 48, we have seen a boom in fishing license sales since COVID. Have you seen the same? Is Canada experiencing the same thing? Yeah, it's the same worldwide. It, it's it's about the the one good thing I could say that came from COVID. You know, I think it made us all kind of slow down. And and like I said, we're the lucky ones. But it made other people realize that man, they, I want to go out and experience things. And it to me, it's one of the coolest times in our sport because it's growing more in the last 12 months than it did in the last 12 years, literally. And uh, that excitement 
you know, is always good to have around the sport. It puts a little bit more pressure on the bodies of water, but, I mean, it, they can take it. It's great to see the amount of people that are just interested. And, and you're right. Like, you catch a fish and everything goes away. And if you don't believe that, I have a, a buddy of mine that's a saltwater guide, and he always tells me, he says, if you don't think that fishing cures things, he said, I routinely have people on my boat that are seasick. He said, to a T, there is yet to be one person that they'll be over the side of the boat chumming and have a horrible day. But as soon as they hook up a fish, it's amazing. The green all goes away, and they start <laughs> breathing a little better, and they don't feel seasick anymore. <laughs> and that's all that they remember. <laughs> oh, that's greatness. You're in Florida this weekend. The Bassmaster Elite Series is underway for 2022. The St. John's River Land of Giants. It, it is the land of giants and the land of many tales. You know what I mean? Like every single time we come here, it seems to be something different. You know, and it is a constantly changing fishery. If you look at just a few years ago when Rick Clun won it, I mean, there was a lot more grass. There's a lot less grass in the fishery now. So it's kind of spreading the anglers out there. You know, they used to all kind of pile into to Lake George and fish in one area. Now it spreads them out, and I think it in some ways makes it a more appealing tournament to follow. But, I mean, kicking off the season in Florida, it, it, as a Canadian dude, it doesn't get any better than that. You're ready for a little sunshine, warm weather, and 10-pounders. Uh, I'm tired of getting complaints about my white pasty legs. I need to get, I need to get a base <laughs> going, buddy. And that is an ender right there. Dave, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, have a great uh, have a great tournament this weekend, and we'll see you at the Classic, okay? I look forward to it, Billy. Thank you very much. I always enjoy my visits with Dave Mercer. He's the guy on stage at all those Bassmaster Elite and Classic events. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. When I go there, all the worries melt away. And the bird hunting, guys, is absolutely wonderful. Joe Kirchival built a bird hunter's nirvana down there. He insists on hard flying birds. They're not going to turn these birds loose in the morning and let you pop at them that afternoon. It's not that kind of deal. These birds are raised right out there in the habitat. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch. Enjoy yourself. KinderOutdoors.com has all the info. Men and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, thanks so very much for hanging out with us around our campfire today. At Kinder Outdoors, I'm Billy Kinder, and this corner of the camp house is brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel, and that is Purina Pro Plan. Yes, they do make the absolute best fuel for hard-working dogs, bird dogs, cow dogs. But there's a ProPlan formula specifically built for your dog, even if they have special needs. Learn more about all the ProPlan formulas when you visit Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. 
Jay Reeve is going to join me on my show next week. Jay Don Reeve, and he's going to be here talking about the ninth annual Crappie Fest. It's coming up next month on Lake Fork, Texas. And I don't care where you live. People are going to be coming from all over the United States to fish in the ninth annual Crappie Fest. That's because it is the richest one fish, big fish tournament on planet Earth. Over $40,000 guaranteed payout with $5,500 first place prize for the biggest crappie of the day. And if that crappie is three pounds or bigger, you can throw that Sea Ark Boats Monster Crappie bonus of $7,500 in on top of that, okay? Lots of ways to win money. You don't even have to catch a fish to win $1,000 at this particular tournament. It's a giant tournament on Lake Fork, and it's coming up on Saturday, March 26th. We're going to talk to J. Don Reeve about it on the show next week. I hope you'll come hang out with us. And make your plans to come fish in this thing. And the best part of all, it all benefits the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. More info at kinderoutdoors.com. This is a big deal. I think I'm going to throw my name in the hat this year. It is time to do that for the 2022 Maine Moose Permit. That lottery application process is open now. They're only accepting applications online, and they must be turned in by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, May 12th. The 2021 Moose Lottery Permit drawing will take place, and it's a big deal when they do it. They have a festival around this, basically. Uh, June 11th is when they'll draw for the Maine Moose Lottery. The National Wild Turkey Federation Convention and Sports Show. It's coming up February 16, 17, 18, and 19. This coming week, more than 350 exhibitors in Nashville's Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Concerts, workshops, auctions. The latest, the greatest, it's all there in Nashville this coming week. For the turkey hunter, the Dallas Safari Club Charleston chapter is going to hold their first annual gala and auction on Wednesday night, February 16th. It's called A Night on Safari, and it looks like it's just going to be a ball. The Harbor Club, Charleston, South Carolina. If you live in that neck of the woods, you need to go check this out. Raising money for the Youth Outdoor Education Camp. More stuff for your outdoor calendar. The world's largest outdoor show kicked off last weekend in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The NRA's Great American Outdoor Show, and it runs through tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Johnny Morris wants you to come register to compete for the largest prize purse in bow fishing. That registration period is now open, but it won't be for long. This is the premier championship of the rapidly growing sport of bow fishing. It's the Bass Pro Shops U.S. Open Bow Fishing Championship. It's coming back to the Ozarks from April 30th through May 1st with team registration now open at BassPro.com backslash bowfishing. Hosted by the Bass Pro Shops Shooting Academy in Ridgedale, Missouri, with official tournament waters on Table Rock Lake, Truman Lake, and Bull Shoals Lake. This is open to the first 250 teams to register and offers the largest payout of any bow fishing tournament anywhere. $100,000 in guaranteed total purse of cash and prizes and a $25,000 grand prize. They only accept the first 250 teams to enter, and last time I checked, more than 170 teams 
had already signed up. So if you're thinking about it, you're getting serious about it, you better go do it. Hey, they're having a good time down in Mississippi this weekend. It's the spring edition of the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo at the Mississippi Trademark Building. Kicked off yesterday, runs through tomorrow. And this is a great time of year, particularly the further north in the United States that you go. But it's a great time to take a class and learn something new like tie-in flies, basic fly tying. The Nebraska Game and Parks Commission will host fly tying workshops on March 9th and again on the 12th of March at the Nebraska Outdoor Education Center in Lincoln. The Cornhuskers Fly Fishers Club, they're going to be teaching these two-hour sessions. Get in there and learn the basics of fly tying. Get prepared to catch trout and panfish this spring on your hand-tied flies. That's a great feeling of satisfaction. And in Utah, it's almost time for the annual Delta Snow Goose Festival. It's quite a sight. You have to see it to believe it. Thousands and thousands of geese lifting off Gunnison Bend Reservoir, beating wings and honking geese. You really need to see this incredible spectacle for yourself if you live in the area. The annual Delta Snow Goose Festival. Coming up February 25 and 26, Gunnison Bend Reservoir, west of Delta, Utah. Hey, the 123rd running of the National Championship Field Trial kicks off on Monday, Ames Plantation, Tennessee. If you're there, walk around. Look what those champions are fed. 89% of them are Purina Pro Plan dogs. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, everybody, it's professional angler Greg Hackney. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com it's simple. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com.
From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. That is the growl and bark of the little eared, E-A-R-E-D, eared dove that they hunt down in Argentina. I actually recorded that little bird. He sat in a tree outside my lodging there at J.J. Casaria in Cordoba, Argentina. The little chirping bird that you hear along with the growling, barking bird is a parakeet. They're wild. They're everywhere. They're beautiful down in Argentina. I highly recommend a trip for you wing shooters. You know, there's a ProPlan formula for your dog with an itchy coat. There's a ProPlan formula for your older dog with joint and arthritis issues. There's a ProPlan formula for your dog that has a grain intolerance. There's a ProPlan formula for every age and lifestyle dog. At Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, pick up the ProPlan. If you fish a lot, you probably have or probably will have a fish hook embedded in you at some point. And we want to go about removing that hook the right way. So I'm calling upon my good friend, Dr. Kennedy Legal, to help us out with that. He knows, because not only are you a doctor, but you're an avid fisherman, have been all of your life growing up down around Miami and out on the Keys. Help us out. Got a fish hook in our hand or in our body somewhere. What do we do next? So is the fish hook barbed or not? That's kind of the first idea to look at. If it's not barbed, simply reversing it out 
should cause minimal tissue issue. If it's barbed, obviously you don't want to reverse it out because that can tear it away. That's why the fish hook works on holding the fish's mouth. Uh, if you can, cut the hook pretty close to the skin and advance the hook, even though this sounds like it would hurt more, advance the hook through the skin to get the barb through, almost like an arrow going through a target. You don't want to go backwards because it would cause more damage. Right. So we're going to point, we're going to push the tip of that, uh, that hook back through the skin in a new spot and just pull it all the way on out that way. That's correct. Uh, try to keep the same trajectory that the hook has already. Uh, it's going to be more painful, obviously, but it's going to cause less pain at the end because it's not going to damage the tissue as much or the hand. Usually that hook is not very clean. There's been bait on there. There have been, there've been fish on those hooks. Uh, so what do we need to do to that wound once we get the hook out? Yeah, so general thought process on wounds obviously is the same. You want to make sure it's clean and sterile area. Uh, if you have something on the boat or, or wherever you are fishing on the side, uh, some kind of antiseptic prep or solution, betadine, something over the counters, even warm soapy water will work. Uh, some people actually consider putting it back into the salt water. That's probably an okay idea uh, as long as it's a, you know, not brackish water, not mixed salt and, and fresh. Uh, if you think of salt water, there's only certain types of bacteria. If you think of fresh water, there's certain types of bacteria. So if you're mixing the two, your bacterial count is going to go up significantly, and that's something that needs to be accounted for. Oh, very good. Never knew that. Now, I have heard, is this a wives' tale? I want to get a, a medical opinion on this. I've heard that uh, after you remove that hook from your hand, if you pee on it, urinate on it, that that's okay. There is some truth to it, not always for hook injuries, but particularly with sea urchins, jellyfish, that type of stuff, those toxins are heat liable, which means the heat inactivates them. Peeing is your normal body temperature, will take away some of that sting. So if you've got nothing else on you and you're in the middle of nowhere, pee on it. You're, that's not our first option, so we should have something else, but that option exists. Yeah, your, your pee is sterile. It's clean. It's not dirty. Uh, in most cases, as long as you don't have an infection. But, yeah, that's a sterile water, essentially, and you can clean yourself with that. If that fish hook is, is in our body, not in our hand or our finger, but maybe close to an artery uh, in a buddy's neck or treble hook, somebody's got a bait with three treble hooks on it, and, man, they're latched onto a guy's neck, we really should let a doctor take care of that, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, any type of arterial injury or blood area, that's not good. Uh, most... Laymen think, oh, there's a lot of blood there. There really probably is not that much, but if it's near a known artery area, like the carotid artery in the neck or, or femoral artery in the leg, yeah, you could potentially bleed out, bleed out from those. So it's important to, to recognize that. Uh, as far as treble hooks, the same idea. Cut the treble hook with some kind of sturdy pliers so you have just one hook there, and the same principle applies. Lots of YouTube videos these days, too, on how to remove those hooks, and they work. Thanks, Ken. Dr. Kennedy Legal. I had the great pleasure of sitting down with Bird Dog Hall of Famer Delmer Smith at Ronnie and Susanna Smith's place up in Oklahoma some years ago. We talked about a lot of things that day, but one part in particular will interest you bird dog guys, you Brittany guys and gals. I'm fond of Brittany's. And Delmer was responsible for the birth and explosion of Brittany's in the field trial world. I wanted to hear about those early days and roots of the Brittany as they pertain to North American field trials. Well, the, the start of the Brittany, Buddington Prince was the first Brittany I'd ever saw. First Brittany I ever worked. And uh, people brought him to us to work. And uh, right after that, that was the first litter in Oklahoma. 
Tim Knight had raised those. And to get that dog, they was a female and a male. So they were bred together. That same female was bred to another dog, which is the only male at that time there either. So both of that was just accidents. I mean, you know, if it would have probably been a whatever, that's that's wet. And so all that was just accident. Really? Yeah. And uh, so got some. Then we started the Brittany Club. Now, what year are we talking about? When was this? I would say. I'm guessing I'd have to check out for sure. I would say from 53, maybe 52, 53 or 54, okay. yeah. right in in that area. And, of course, Buddy was the first champion in Oklahoma. In fact, uh, on the AKC, which is a point outfit, but most of the dogs, at them earlier dogs, we ran in the pointer setter trials. Mm-hmm. And that's where they really got their name. Yeah. I mean, if we could have ran them in the AKC, and it'd probably been not. Uh, mm-hmm. But when they went to win and against the pointers and setters, uh, people pay attention. Well, the the writers, yeah, reporters, right. you know, it, that was something different. Yeah. yeah. If 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 it had been the same dogs, probably in the pointer or setter, they would not got the mm-hmm. the coverage that they would by being a off breed. People thought that's cocker spaniel. You know, people didn't know that's the and. Uh, but the, so that was all an accident, and then uh, I had uh, Mr. Huddleston, and they were wanting to breed some, and so we went buying these Britneys mm-hmm. to get these good Britneys. Mm-hmm. Come find out, we had the good Britneys. And the others was was not, uh, that, which would still prove out. More of them is in the Hall of Fame, that family, than any. Uh, about, I think they told me last time about. Uh, over a quarter or half of them is runs back that blood. No kidding. Yeah. What are some some names of some dogs that came along uh, through there that you had a lot of success with? Well, uh, Buddington Prince was second, and Ferris and Towsey, he was triple national champion. He won the first Texas Open Shooting Dog Championship, which is Texas Championship. He won he won that the first time, the first trial, and won won uh, uh, the second one, won won the third in it. And uh, then, then a bunch of the, the southwestern shooting dogs, they, those Britneys that wanted, Buddy wanted, Holiday Britt was another national champion for Turdy Winter. On on down from from there was uh, kind of getting the dates straight on them now. Uh, Rusty, was Rusty after Sam or before Sam? Back that Cheyenne Sam, Perry's Rustic Prince, uh, on down the line, all them dogs that uh, yeah. they well, just kept getting more famous as it got to coming down the line. Right, right. Uh, you know, in the field trial community, sometimes horseback guys will look down on on the walking guys, and they bicker back and forth a little bit. That's never made any sense to me, does it to you? The only people that 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 looks down on it is not bird dog people. Right. You're sure enough, bird dog people's looking for a good dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He can be a coley, right. as a Canadian say, golly, <laughs> if, he, if he can do the job. <laughs> that's pure gold from the Hall of Famer himself, the great Delmer Smith. Let's grab a fresh cup of coffee. I could use a sausage and biscuit, too. How about you? Come on. Hey, it's Alan Jones, Jr., and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas, are award-winning artists many times over, and for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granberry, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axis, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state-to-state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy, truelifetaxidermy.org. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that will take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, vineyardscampground.com. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott, 
at GoOTF.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. This old camp house has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. Hey, you're always a welcome guest at our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And thank you to Joe and Ann Kirchival and their beautiful Joshua Creek Ranch for bringing us this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. By no means do you have to be a member of Joshua Creek Ranch to enjoy that gorgeous place and all of its amenities. But if it's a place you'd like to visit with a corporate group or maybe your family two or three times a year, they sell individual family and corporate memberships now. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. He's down on the St. John's River this weekend for the Bassmaster Elite Series as they kick off the 2022 season. But, hey, the Bassmaster Classic is just three weeks away, and that's what I was talking to my friend Dave Mercer, Bassmaster MC, about an hour ago. In case you missed it, Dave Mercer, welcome back to the show, buddy. Great to be back. I mean, it must be it must be season. It's time to get back <laughs> to things when I'm talking to you. The springtime is coming, and... And that means you hit the road and don't go back home for about nine months. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. I just leave and don't come back until the weather's good. <laughs> and that's a good thing, too, because we love what we do for a living. And, and Dave Mercer on that uh, classic, that elite stage and classic stage, hey, those events wouldn't be the same without you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you always. And I've got Bassmaster Classic on my mind. Can you believe it's right around the corner already? It, it, it's amazing to me. Like, it literally, it, it sneaks up on me every year. And, you know, because you get so focused, we're also kicking off the Elite Series season, and you get so focused on that, and then you're like, wait a second, we got those two Elite events, and then a week later we have the Bassmaster <laughs> Classic. But, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. The Classic is, uh, as I always say, there's only one Bassmaster Classic, and it is such an incredible event. And every single moment I get to spend on that stage is an honor, an absolute honor. I love the way, and you've always done this. It's never about Dave Mercer. It is always about the angler. You make them shine. You manifest them and do a really good job at that. I think, you know, honestly, my theory on being an MC is, yeah, sure, I'll run around and try to get the crowd hyped up and get them yelling and screaming and doing all that sort of stuff. But it's a lot like a writer, really. You know, if you look at a good writer, the story is not about themselves. They try to paint the picture of the person that's in the story. And I try to do that myself. 
anglers never get a clean shot of just them on stage holding the fish. So I always try to be out of the shot. It's their moment. And, and it is the things that these anglers have to sacrifice to get where they are. It is such a hard way to make a living, and I have so much respect for them. So uh, I really do try to make it about the anglers. Um, but, but when you're a portly, bald guy like me, sometimes I get, get in the way, I guess. <laughs> uh, you love what you're doing, and that's very, very obvious. Let's talk about this classic a little bit. And first of all, we're going to talk about this body of water, Lake Hartwell. Um, <clears throat> it's different from what a lot of these guys see. Uh, a lot of the year because they're not chasing shad in Hartwell. This is a whole different ball game. They're chasing herring. Yeah, it's a lot different, but it's also we've been there a bunch of times, so people have experience. But it's also the first time that the entire field is going to go there with forward-facing sonar. It's going to be really interesting to see how that changes things because we've seen a lot of locals do really well at Hartwell, and and I would expect that again. You know, they'll be in the mix. But I think what that does, that forward-facing sonar, it literally has taken a lot of the learning curve out of it. You know, where locals had that advantage of the little haunts that they would only know to themselves, now everything is apparent to everybody. And, I mean, you look at the anglers going in there. I mean, the big story, obviously, is Hank Cherry. He's won two in a row. Can he be (laughs) the only angler ever to win three in a row? And, honestly, if you look at where he won the first two – and you had said three years ago, here's our three classics. Which one do you think you have the best shot at, Hank? It would be this one. So, um, I mean, that that's going to be a big story. Uh, Brandon Cobb, he, he does incredibly well there. So it's, it's going to be a, a fun classic, I think, um, in that way, just because I think it'll be a little bit different with that forward-facing sonar. And, and it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It always sets up different. When you think you've got a lake figured out, it reminds you that you don't know much about it. I mean, this is like playing golf, except the ball keeps moving, and, and so does the hole. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, lots of targets at Hartwell. Uh, if, if you like boathouses, there's about 7 million of them uh, around the lake. If you like to fish offshore, there's humps, there's there's timber. There's It's an incredible body of water. Lots of targets. Uh, but but the, the bait fish... These herring, they like to move, don't they, Dave? They travel? Yeah. Basically, what herring does when you put them in a lake is it takes bass, which we are all used to being kind of target-orientated fish. You know, you can fish around boat docks and stuff like that, and it turns them into a pelagic fish. So it almost turns them into a walleye or a salmon or something like that. They literally just chase the bait. So the problem is if you have a spot, you can go back to that spot and catch them over and over again. But it isn't a spot. They're chasing the bait. And obviously the bait, you know, it's moving to get away from them. And it, and literally it's one of those fisheries that you hear stories time and time again where somebody saw, you know, they had no fish at 1 o'clock. And then they saw fish busting out. They ran to those fish and literally win the tournament because <laughs> – it feasts or famine, but that same person, your day one leader that rolls into an area and does that so quick because they're eating on herring, they have a harder time duplicating it on day two. You know, I remember having conversations with Casey Ashley about that body of water that he knows so well, and he said that's the most frustrating thing because it, it's, it's not you, – you, they try to turn everything into a science, and there is no science to that. It is literally random. Um, but you have to, you know, obviously 
they turn it, the odds in their favor by knowing what goes on. But there is a lot of it that the herring is in control of and not the angler this time around. So you will see feast and famine at this classic. You'll see some leaders that fall off, and you'll see some giant charges because these anglers will live and die by that herring bite. Or the question becomes, will it be somebody shallower the targets on maybe a little smaller bag, but a more consistent weight. And that all has to do with weather, really, and how the fish set up. So the next uh, the next 30 days are really the most important to see how it sets up and uh, see who figures out that prize. Uh, there are some, uh, some rookies. Uh, there's always a rookie class, a first-time class uh, at a Bassmaster Classic. And one thing I've learned, Dave, about the Classic is it doesn't matter if that rookie is 20 years old or 50 years old, they can't breathe. The nerves are a big deal at a classic. I, I actually recently did an interview with Jason Christie, who everybody knows Jason Christie. and I, I introduced him as one of the most feared names in professional fishing because he literally is. I mean, if you're a tournament angler, you don't want to see that guy roll up in the morning. But he talked to me about that, and he's like, you know, everybody says it. You know, they say the classic's different. The classic's different. And he said, when I went to my first classic, I heard that. And just like everybody going to the first classic, I said the things in the press conferences, like, it's just a tournament. It's me and the fish. And he says, but then you get there, and you're like, this is the Bassmaster Classic. It is so different. There's no <laughs> event where you're going to have that much pressure from media, that much pressure from family, that much pressure. You're going to find – you leave the Bassmaster Classic – and you're going to have friends from grade 8 that you haven't talked to since grade 8 that are going to be calling you. Uh, that's the kind of media attention that it gets, and it's that pressure. And also the thing that nobody talks about, Billy, is it's the pressure of rarity. That's what makes it so tough to win. Like, it's a three-day event as opposed to a four-day event that we have at, at Elite Series events. So in some ways you might say it should be easier to win the Classic. But here's the big difference. It only happens once a year. And only the top 55 anglers in the world qualify for it, so you're probably not going to be in every single one of them. So your shots at it are so rare. And uh, even a veteran angler like Jason Christie, you know, he was taken back by it. And, and, the, and the rookies this year, they'll be taken back by it too. It's just pretty routine that, it, I mean, I'm sure people go to, you know, I'm sure Joe Burrow figures that it's just a football game. <laughs> Once he gets that Super Bowl, he'll realize it's a little different. Or maybe Joe won't. He's kind of a cool cat. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Babe Winkleman. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. In. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, 
Learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17. Bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add-A-Hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. Sometimes our office is a bass boat. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Kinder Outdoors. We give away those good-looking Kinder Outdoors t-shirts all the time. You win one by registering at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. That's also the spot to go to learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch and their world-class bird hunting. People come away from their knowledgeable bird hunters, bird dog folks, Uplanders that have hunted these birds all across America and Canada, even around the world in some cases, and they say this is the best. Orvis and Beretta say that too. 
Get you some of that. Go visit my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's pick up our conversation again with Bassmaster Classic MC, Dave Mercer. Back to fishing as a half-hour show. This is our 15th season, um, and we did it for, wow. uh, I think, another 12 years before that just as a tip series, and then it kind of evolved into the half-hour show. So been doing it a while, um, but I'm pretty excited about this season just because, uh, like so many people, and I'll be honest, I could sugarcoat it and make it up to a bunch of stuff, but because of all the crazy, you know, border rules and quarantine that, you know, I've had to deal with going back and forth. We didn't get enough show shots. Um, so most people would think that's a negative. That's no way to promote a show. But here's the coolest thing, and that's actually what we're working on today. We're literally going to have a couple of episodes this year that are all underwater because, you know, I, it's, it's a passion of mine for, for the last number of years to swim with fish, like literally get down there and learn from them. And there's so many things that I've learned that I thought were one way, but it, but it turned out to be the other way when you actually go below the water. So we're literally going to have our last three episodes of the year are going to be all underwater. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very cool because we're going to reveal a lot of things. Like, for example, one of the things that I've told people to do, you've probably told people to do, and every pro out there tells people to do, people love fishing a frog, Right. And, you, you yep. know, you think about running that frog, whether you're fishing over slop, whether you're fishing over lily pads, whatever you're fishing over, and you're fishing that, that frog. And we always tell you, when you get to the hole in the pocket or whatever, just kill it there. In my experience, from looking at them underwater, that's the exact opposite of you want to do. You, you know, on this show, we'll show actual footage of not just artificial frogs, but live frogs, where you see these frogs, and a live frog can literally stop moving, and you will see a fish from underwater coming, charging at that frog, and as soon as it stops, the fish loses interest. It starts to sink back down, but the second that that frog goes, pump, and moves again, it'll nail it. So all those years, I've been telling people to kill your frog, and it works sometimes, but in my experience from going under the water, it's the exact opposite. They want that movement. Uh, so there's all sorts of little things like that that we're going to expose and, uh, and really neat, you know, approaches to things. And it's honestly might make me look like a liar because a lot of it, you know, is the opposite of what I've told people to do. But that's, <laughs> that's the sport of fishing because you're always learning and these are just little lessons. So we're going to have three underwater facts of fishing episodes, facts of fishing underwater. That is hope very cool. Hope it doesn't sink our show. <laughs> no. That is very cool, and that's the one thing that sets facts apart from all these other fishing shows. There's some great stuff out there that I enjoy watching, but facts has a different angle. We're going to bring you some facts. We're going to tell you how many times we threw this particular lure today. We're going to tell you how we worked it. You're going to learn something when you watch Dave Mercer and uh, Facts of Fishing. And surely there's a website we can go see, right? Yeah, you can go to factsoffishing.com, and, you know, we got a YouTube channel that is exploding, and we put up content literally almost daily, um, so please check that out. But it, it uh, Facts of Fishing has always had one goal, Billy. It, you know, our show, there's so many great outdoor shows, but, but we've always, I've always thought about it from the angle of people like myself and you and a lot of listeners to this show, we're the lucky ones. We, we get this sport. We understand that somebody introduced us to it, and we love it. And we all know that there's so much more to 
the outdoors and loving the outdoors than setting the hook or, or netting a fish, catching a fish. There's so much. It's the sound, the feel, and it's always been our goal to try and show as much of that, all those other elements, whether it be from above the water or below the water, as many of those elements so people, when they watch it, if they're not outdoors people, they get a bit of that specialness that we all understand, and, and hopefully they go out and do it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's amazing. Dave, here in the uh, lower 48, we have seen a boom in fishing license sales since COVID. Have you seen the same? Is Canada experiencing the same thing? Yeah, it's the same worldwide. It's it's about the the one good thing I could say that came from COVID. You know, I think it made us all kind of slow down. And and like I said, we're the lucky ones. But it made other people realize that man, they, I want to go out and experience things. And it to me, it's one of the coolest times in our sport because it's growing more in the last twelve months than it did in the last 12 years, literally. And uh, that excitement, you know, is always good to have around the sport. It puts a little bit more pressure on the bodies of water, but, I mean, it, they can take it. And it's great to see the amount of people that are just interested. And, and you're right. Like, you catch a fish and everything goes away. And if you don't believe that, I have a, a buddy of mine that's a saltwater guide, and he always tells me, he says, if you don't think that fishing cures things, he said, I routinely have people on my boat that are seasick. He said, to a T, there is yet to be one person that they'll be over the side of the boat chumming and have a horrible day. But as soon as they hook up a fish, it's amazing. The green all goes away, and they start breathing a little better, and they don't feel seasick anymore. <laughs> and that's all that they remember. <laughs> oh, that's greatness. You're in Florida this weekend. The Bassmaster Elite Series is underway for 2022. The St. John's River Land of Giants. It, it is the Land of Giants and the Land of Many Tales. You know what I mean? Like every single time we come here, it seems to be something different, you know, and it is a constantly changing fishery. If you look at just a few years ago when Rick Clun won it, I mean, there was a lot more grass. There's a lot less grass in the fishery now, so it's kind of spreading the anglers out there. You know, they used to all kind of pile into to Lake George and fish in one area. Now it spreads them out, and I think it in some ways makes it a more appealing tournament to follow. But, I mean, kicking off the season in Florida, it, it, as a Canadian dude, it doesn't get – any better than that. You're ready for a little sunshine, warm weather, and 10-pounders. Uh, I'm tired of getting complaints about my white pasty legs. I need to get, I need to get a base <laughs> going, buddy. And that is an ender right there. Dave, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, have, a great, uh, have a great tournament this weekend, and we'll see you at the Classic, okay? I look forward to it, Billy. Thank you very much. Love talking to that guy. Dave Mercer with Bass, Bassmaster. You see him on stage at all of the elite and classic events. And by the way, in case you missed it and you can't make it to Greenville for the classic, Dave had a little instruction there. That's right. I mean, it'll be live. We'll be live on Bassmaster.com, and we'll be also live on, on Network Fox and FS1. Uh, so you'll be able to, I mean, literally every single year it seems like I'm repeating myself, but it's the same. This is going to be the most seen classic in Bassmaster Classic history, just because of how much more coverage has happened. You know, if you look at Bass Live started, I think, what, five, six years ago now, and now it's literally, I mean, we put cameras with them in the morning before they launched the boat. We have cameras with them on their whole drive back to the arena. 
they do not get any downtime, and and the bass fishing fans seem to love it. So whether you're you're there in person or you're watching uh, at home, it'll be a fun one. Again, my thanks to my friend Dave Mercer with Bassmaster, and I do look forward to seeing him on that classic stage. Also, want to say thank you to Joshua Creek Ranch for bringing us this corner of the camphouse. You ought to see the beautiful access deer mount that I have in my home. He came from Joshua Creek Ranch, low fence, but one of the healthiest access herds in North America. They like that place, and you will, too. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this camphouse this and every week, and thank you for hanging out with us as well. Next week, we're talking Crappie Fest, the richest one-fish big crappie tournament on planet Earth with J. Don Reed. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 